Welcome back to Actors with Issues, a weekly podcast where we interview the rising stars of TV, film, and Broadway, giving you an inside look at the entertainment industry from the ground level. I am your host, Juan Ayala, and today I am joined by a star of stage and screen, Louis Avila, who you've seen on the Netflix dramedy, The Politician, CBS sitcom Life in Pieces, and on the national tour of Wicked. Louis, welcome to the show. Thank you for being here. Hey, thank you so much for having me. What an intro. <laughs> you're, you're a pro. <laughs> Over 60 episodes in, I should have this down at least. You, you've done this before. <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> Not my first rodeo. Um, so <laughs> let's dive right into our first segment. It's called Getting to Know You, and it's just a rapid-fire round of questions to get to know Louie a little better. Uh, so we always start with an easy one, coffee or tea? Oh, my God. Okay, I usually tea, but I love coffee, but it gives me the jitters and a headache. So, you know. <laughs> Uh, what is a movie that never fails to make you cry oh billy elliott oh 100 <laughs> percent uh drama or comedy oh uh, comedy tv or film tv stage or screen acting screen plays or musicals musicals <laughs> who is your dream co-star Oh my God, that is a good one. You've stumped me. <laughs> I mean, like, I can't even think. I can't even think. Pass. Okay. Is there pass? Yeah. Juanayala. <laughs> Juanayala. What? Yeah. Wow. Dream co-star. <laughs> he's, 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 he's sucking up early. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is your most recent binge watch? Oh, um, well, I'm watching Lotus right now, but the, it's not a binge watch. Um, uh, I'm kind of like up to date with everything. Mm. We had a lot of time Lotus. to binge stuff, so it's fine. <laughs> I know, exactly. But I, I enjoyed Ozark during the pandemic. I like never had watched that. I watched all the seasons, so yeah. But anyway. Uh, what is your go-to karaoke song? Oof. Uh, uh, um, um, turn around. What is that called? Um, <laughs> total Clips of the Heart. Um, yes, Totally yeah. Clips of the Heart, of course. Uh, if you could master any accent, which would it be? Ooh, British. Like it's harder are. than it seems. Yeah. It's harder than it seems, y'all. And there's so many. <laughs> there's so many. There are. It's like the American accent. It's like, well, which one? Like exactly. Uh, <laughs> what is a worst side job that you've had? Oh, okay. I've been super lucky because I've never had like an actual like side job. Like it's always been artistic. Um, I guess teaching at a summer camp. I'm sorry, children. <laughs> uh, where do you find yourself on your day off? Oh, um, hiking usually around town. Yeah. Hiking around town. <laughs> Hiking around town somewhere. Uh, what is a movie that never fails to make you laugh? Oh, um, so many. Um, but I, I really love I Feel Pretty. Is it the Amy Schumer movie? Amy, Amy Schumer, huh. yes. <laughs> uh, what is the first acting job that you've ever had? Oh. Mm, oh, I did The King and I when I was like, when I was 12. So, and I actually got paid for it. So that was cool. Yeah. 
and uh, describe your worst audition in three words and then no further explanation is needed. So just three words <laughs> and we'll try and put the pieces together. <laughs> Terrifying, embarrassing, um, mortification. <laughs> so it didn't go well. <laughs> it did not go well. It did not go very well. But I mean, you know, that's like, that's in my basket. I've had so many. <laughs> That haven't gone well. Uh, so, Louis, uh, let's go back to the beginning. So, when did you first start performing, and when did you decide you wanted to be a professional actor and pursue it as a career? Well, you know, I had always grown up playing the piano, so music was like a huge part of my life. Mm -hmm. uh, and from there, I kind of started to just get more into singing. I always sing at church. Um, and this one time when I was like 10, I saw this community theater production of The Wizard of Oz and I had never seen a musical before. I had seen things on TV like West Side Story or mm -hmm. The Wizard of Oz, but I didn't know at that age that you could do it live. It was just kind of mind blowing to me. Mm -hmm. I was like, wait, they're doing the movie, but they're doing it like in real time. <laughs> it was, I, I couldn't put it together. Yeah. You know what I mean? So when I saw that, I was like, I don't know what this is, but I have to do this. So um, my first love is musical theater. So, you know, I begged my mom for dance lessons because I was enamored with the dancers. And, you know, she was, she actually was a ballet dancer. So she kind of knew where to take me, mm. I guess, you know, for training. So I did that. And then, um, you know, from then it slowly grew into singing and acting. And then, um, yeah, I, I just loved it. And I, I got immersed in it, in it for sure. Yeah. And so because you had sort of started so young, was it always like it was there was never any doubt like, oh, I want to go to college for this or or I want to pursue this as a career? Uh, you know what? I didn't really know about um, like BFA programs and things mm -hmm. like that, like just because I was so I don't know, because because my mom is an immigrant and she didn't do musical theater, you know, so I didn't know that you could go to college for this. So I, it, that wasn't an option. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I was going to go to college for dance because I knew you could go to college for that for some reason. But I didn't think you could go to college for musical theater. I don't know why. <laughs> but anyway, um, so. I guess I was always kind of just enjoying myself and my mom was very supportive. Mm -hmm that there was never any, I didn't have a backup plan. When I was a kid, like in high school or even middle school, maybe because I was playing the piano a lot, my dream job was to be an accompanist. I was like, I want to be an accompanist for like, you know, choirs or like, that was it. Right. You know what I mean? And then, you know how, like, as you grow, your dreams change and morph. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, wait a minute, I want to be on stage. Right. <laughs> on stage, not in the pit. <laughs> Exactly. I don't want to be stuck at a piano. <laughs> um, so as you've done like both touring productions for major like, musicals and also done like multiple TV shows at this point, um, what are some of the biggest differences between the two in terms of your approach to performing um, and also with auditioning? Oh, that's an awesome question. Just like the first thing that sticks out into my mind and like when I first started auditioning for television is like, usually when you audition for a musical, you have like a template of like, 
you like take Wicked for example. I had seen the show so many times. Mm-hmm. It was kind of my dream show. Mm-hmm. You know, the first time I saw, it, I was bawling. I it was, and obviously, like the connection with the Wizard of Oz, like right. earlier in my childhood. You know, it was just like everything. So when the audition came up. And I got the call back. I I just knew the show. I had seen so many different people do the role that I was called back for. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I just kind of knew what to do. And just with, with musical theater, you can always kind of compare it to something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You, you can watch the movie of The King and I, or if you haven't seen it, or there's always something to watch it, uh, watch and research. But I guess with television, you know, your lines have never been said before by anyone. So it, you have to kind of really open up that creativity, you know, they're both creative in different ways, but I think your brain and your imagination have to really be open for, for television and film because uh, you know, you, it's, it's you, (laughs) it's all, everything that you bring, all the specifics that you bring are, are on display, you know? And what was the other part of the question? Uh, I forgot. And similarly, <laughs> so it was um, the difference between your approach between the two uh, as far as performing and also auditioning. So I think you answered both. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, so with show, so I mean, I totally understand what, what you're saying. So like with Wicked, you had this connection and with the majority of musicals, there is a way to see it. And if, if you can't see it, you can at least like listen to the cast recording. Or, or watch like a bootleg or, you know, a slime tutorial, quote unquote, as they're listed on like <laughs> on YouTube. Now. Yes, yes. Um, but with television, it's so strange because like a lot of times you'll get auditions for shows and you're like, what's the tone of this? Because it's not out yet or it's a pilot. So it's like so much, even if you ask your reps, like sometimes casting doesn't always know the tone of the show because mm-hmm. they're not on set. They haven't seen it at all. Um. So I find that auditioning for television has been a little bit trickier because even if it's like, it's a cop show, it's like, okay, well, is it like NCIS and it's a little lighthearted and there's, they're joking around sometimes, or is it like Mm -hmm. law and order where it's like really dark stories of like, you know, just really intense stuff or whatever. So it's like with, with theater, a little, there's a little bit more of like a broad sense of what a show is like, unless a particular production is going in a very different direction. Um, right. But yeah, with, do you find either one more challenging than the other theater compared to? Like, oh, screen? 100%. I think just because I have been doing theater forever, you know, uh, it just comes a little easier. Mm-hmm. It's something that I'm super familiar with. I can go in the room, whether it's an audition or rehearsal and just kind of be at home. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I've been the audition accompanist. You know, I've been the, you know what I mean? Like I I played the piano for work and I've been the actor auditioning and the dancer auditioning, you know, but for television, it really is, it is, it is, it's a different beast just because, you know, if you don't know the tone of the show, it's challenging. And so it is a lot of research and seeing what those writers have written before, what those producers have produced before, I guess. So there's a lot of that that goes into it. Right. Yeah, I, I, I find that challenging for sure. So in terms of misconceptions, is there anything that you had this conception of in your head before that you found out later was like completely untrue? Um, for, oh, just in general, for the business? Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, you know, it's always like such a jug. It's such a toss up. Like, who gets the job? It's mm. honestly never the person. It, it, it's never the most talented person. You know what I mean? It had. There's so many things that go into casting a role, especially on TV. And there's so many people that need to say yes. Right. You know, it's not just one person that needs to be like, oh yeah, we want that guy. Right. It's like this chain of like, you know, everyone has to approve you. So, you know, sometimes it's not necessarily the person that came in who did the best job. And I have a lot of casting director friends or like associate friends, whatever. And they tell me, they're like, yeah, you know, like person who killed the audition hardly ever gets the job. Yeah. So I, you know, it's, it's just a timing thing and a look thing and partly luck, I guess, you know? Yeah. And I think we're a little bit spoiled because like when you're growing up and you're doing like theater at school or community theater, a lot of times it is like the most talented person, like the best person gets to play the lead. That's just kind of how it is. So we expect the same when we go into the professional world and we, it's a, it's a hard reality when we find out that that's not oh. the case. Like, absolutely yeah. yeah yeah there's always this like laundry list of reasons and mind you I've we've talked about it on the show before um because it's a recurring topic and something that a lot of actors again go into the industry thinking like well I'm amazingly talented so I'm gonna book everything it's like well mm -hmm. like with theater like the best dancer is gonna play this dancer role with 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 tv and with film it's like this whole other thing you know you, you could be too tall because the lead of, that they cast in the movie who's like the star is shorter there's too mm -hmm, many blondes mm -hmm. you look nothing like who they cast as the, the sister or whoever you know like it's it's so many different reasons and it's um yeah a lot of people take it um they find it disheartening and whatnot like they think well i'm talented mm -hmm. why am i not booking but it's just it's a reality that we have to kind of come to terms with mm -hmm. and i think also like what you said with like um relationships are super important mm. like I mean you know because like if we're casting something we're obviously going to want to work with our friends right. <laughs> do you know what I mean right you're like oh, I trust them yeah yeah it's like oh I like this person let me let me cast them they're perfect for this role right. you know what I mean we're going to have a good time on set so I, I think like the more you get to know people and have collaborators and creators and things that you're creating with people I think that'll also open up new opportunities for you as well because I have a lot of friends that are writing you know right. what I mean so it's like it's eventually like we're gonna get old enough <laughs> that we're like you know getting called to do these things right. you know and the people will be like why'd that guy get it <laughs> <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg in Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. You know, I think there's a time in one's career where they stop doing things for free, but so many times you just do things as you're bored. You're like, sure, I'm not doing anything anyway. So I'm really going to ask for, you know, whatever. But um, yeah, yeah, I think it's really important and for young actors to know, like, while it is important for you to stick up for yourself and to embrace, like, the power of no, it's okay to say no to things. 
same time it's like there's a balance it's like it's okay to say no to things but then don't turn down everything just because it's not what you like want to do right now you know exactly and i think that like like as much like as especially like camera wise like you know like on screen acting like as much time that you can get in front of the camera like in a real like set situation mm. i think is like really valuable i think theater actors have an advantage because we can do crappy community theater shows and that's like where we're learning mm. we're doing these shows in our community in the ensemble and like where it is actually a really terrible production of whatever it happens to be yeah. you know what I mean but we're kind of like learning but there's hardly that opportunity I mean there is I guess that opportunity in television I mean not television in, in like screen acting but it's harder to find I think you know what yeah. I mean because it's so specific and the casts are usually small mm -hmm. and there's no like real like ensemble there's no ensemble right. I guess you know exactly. yeah yeah, like, yeah. you know, the whole the ground level, I guess, of theater would be like the ensemble. That's like right. the, you know, equally important. Obviously, I'm not saying that, like, nobody cares about the ensemble because obviously they're moving the show along. They're filling the world. But like with TV and film, in terms of like actual work, paid work, at least like there's like working as a background or as an extra. Mm -hmm. And it's like, mm -hmm. but that's not fulfilling at all i did it for right. a long time because i just wanted to be on a right. set and make a little money in the process but then yeah it's like oh i'd like to be that person though that has like a chair and gets to speak <laughs> yeah and, no totally you know. and it's not the thing is like for background it's like it's it's not very the demand is not complicated you know right. as far as like when you're ensemble in a theater show in a musical right. like you, know, you have to sing dance you have to learn blocking you know, there's like yeah. things that that accumulate you you are in the whole rehearsal process together for like four weeks or six weeks however long it happens to be so it, it is a different like learning right. curve i guess yeah 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 the the, the definitely the demands and the training and uh, just the, the commitment behind each one like for a background it's like i got hired because i have a suit and they need people with suits <laughs> in the scene to sit in chairs <laughs> and that's it but yeah with, right uh, you still have to be like triple threat possibly have like a bfa under your belt you know like all of these things it's not at all you know they don't need actors for like background roles um i encourage right. everyone no, to go work on as a, as a background actor just to see what a working set is like and so that mm -hmm. when you book something you know the terminology that was kind of nice was like i did so much of it that once i booked like my first co-star i was like oh i know what all this means because i've been in this world before like instead of like what's what's a 10-1 what's you know what's where like it's like you know sort of how the world works and you get to see right. people work which is really cool yeah uh so as much as people talk about having like a, a business mindset and hustle culture which i really despise that whole mindset but one's <laughs> general mindset and clarity is sort of less talked about and um i know that you wanted to chat about it so what can you share about um one's mindset oh yeah you know like i just um well during well first of all like quarantine like quarantine the actual quarantine not the pandemic right. <laughs> the quarantine part of it was probably like the best thing to happen to me like mm. ever because i had to like completely stop and i didn't realize how stressed out i was mm. and like how i was like running around 
like a chicken with its head cut off. <laughs> like, but I didn't realize that because it's all I knew. Right. You know what I mean? So when we got into quarantine, obviously, you know, like this is the pandemic is not joyful at all. But when we all had to stop, I was able to kind of just be alone and be with my thoughts because I lived alone or I still live alone. Um, so I was able to be with my thoughts and I was able to like really work on myself and it kind of felt good not having to run from audition to audition, you know, because um, the lay of the land here um, in Los Angeles, everything is so spread out and pre pandemic, you know, before March of last year, you know, you could have like an audition in Santa Monica. Mm. Okay. And then you would have to drive to Burbank for maybe another one or a callback. That's like, a good 40 minutes with no traffic. And then LA is like notorious for its traffic. So then you're like, you're pushing it. You're like one 30 or I'm an an hour, maybe an hour and 15. And then you tell your reps, you're like, Oh no. Yeah. I could totally make the callback because you obviously want to make the callback. And like, then you're stressing out because you're late to the callback. And then like, you know, if you're like in a car, you're like, Oh my gosh, where do I park? The parking here sucks. in LA so it's like all these things you know on top of each other uh, while trying to have a survival job and like all that was just really crazy so it really forced me to kind of work on my mental health Mm. and um, I started meditating which was uh, hard it's still hard it's always hard it's I don't think it's ever going to be easy but um, and I just started to gain some clarity and um the more and more that I started doing that, I really realized um, it just brings you kind of some kind of awareness mm-hmm. to your thoughts. And I think that we all have habits and I don't think those habits are ever going to go away, but I think those habits that you want to let go of can get a little bit more subdued in your mind, in your subconscious mind. So when you, you know, work on meditation and mindfulness, when those thoughts come up, those negative thoughts or that when you start going down that rabbit hole, you can observe it and decide to let it go. And some days it's like harder and some days it's super easy. You know, you're like, wait, I have said to myself like out loud, I'd be like, stop, stop, (laughs) stop thinking that. Like I'll like actually like vocalize it. I'll like say it, you know? Um, And some days it's hard and some days it's um, a little easier, but um, I just think that, um, to be in this business if you look really really want to do it it's i think people don't tell you about the pressures you know what i mean especially about auditioning and especially now like with the added like we're not driving anywhere on the west coast for auditions because everything's still self-tape but then you have the added pressure of a self-tape you know what i mean you're like okay i live alone i have to find a reader okay i have to make sure that there's no noise in my neighborhood you know so like there's always going to be stuff that's that's coming up in this business especially like the more advanced you want to get like whether it's like broadway musical theater lots of pressures there too you know what i mean it's just different it's like my friends have to like learn these crazy dances for like that are auditioning for musical theater like new york and you know professional musical theater these this crazy combos off of a video yeah and then their living room they live in new york so their living room is like two feet wide And then, so then they have to rent a studio and then they're out like the $60 to rent a studio. So it's just this whole thing, you know, you just have to like 
learn how to balance and learn how to navigate all the pressures and demands, especially the higher up you start to go. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's, it's, it's been, it's been crazy. I love self taping. So I'm very fortunate that like my first agent was based in Nashville and Atlanta. So mm-hmm. all of my auditions for whatever they would submit me for were self tapes. So before the pandemic, I kind of had like some lights and a backdrop and all that stuff. Um, so when self taping started, you know, when I mean, they're still happening now, but, um, I sort of had like a grasp of what I needed because I kind of had stuff already. But then um, now that theater is back and I'm in New York, so I had an audition recently. It's like, okay, you're learning two songs, two scenes and a dance combination. And I'm like, I, I'm like, all right, let's put the coffee table on the couch. Cause we need room. Like, there's just no room. And it's just like, <sighs> it's crazy that we still like, I feel like that. And mind you, they're doing in-person auditions like in New York now. Like I oh, had yeah, yeah, one yeah. a couple weeks ago and I have another one this week um both theater related and it's like you know they're doing they're teaching dance combinations but just to four people to just keep the distance and whatnot everyone's wearing masks still so it's like why can't you just why do I have to tape dancing why do you have to learn all of this on my own like I'm not a trained dancer that's also the thing so I I told my my managers I'm like hey if it says terrific dancer strong don't submit me please I was like, that's not me. I can learn, but like, I'm not a dancer, you know, like Uh actor first, then singer, and then a strong mover, strong Uh, mover, strong mover, seeking singers who move. That's me. Got you. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. But like, I don't know, just like, I mean, I'm glad that I hope that they never go back to like cramming 40 dancers in a room and Mm -hmm. just, all right, everyone cram over there and then just work your way this way or whatever. Like, I don't miss those days nor do i hope they ever come back because yeah it's just it's not effective like with self-taping now it's like just send the song or send your musical theater reel and then just you know make your decisions from there but um exactly yeah i just think exactly the fact that people have to rent a studio to to tape their uh-huh. uh, their dance tape is ridiculous that's so it's crazy unnecessary it's like it's insane and then I know that like in television is actually not that bad. And I think with like self-taping, like I feel like the deadlines has, have gotten better. Like they've given us more time, like for like a film, like if you have to read a script over the weekend, mm-hmm. it's actually been pretty nice. It's not like how it used to be like in person and be like, okay, you're auditioning for a series regular. So here's 10 pages. Um, we want to see you day after tomorrow. Right. Yeah. Or tomorrow sometimes, you yeah. know, and here's the full script in case you want to read the pilot. So then it's like, okay, cool. But I feel like with self-taping, they have been a little bit more like just better with time. You know, they're like, they're like, oh, well, we'll accept tapes on Tuesday of next week. You know, it's, it's been pretty nice, but I have like friends who are like obviously auditioning for musical theater. Like they basically get the full show. They're like, do they want me to perform the full show for them? Right. (laughs) Like, like, like pages and pages of like things, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I know. It's crazy. Yeah. With, <laughs> with I'm grateful that the self-taping, even if it, if it's like a two line co-star, sure. I'll, I'll send it tomorrow. But like the ones that are series regular, like here's three scenes, 10 pages, you've got uh-huh. 48 hours. I'm like to like, I've sadly had to turn things down because it's like so much material and not enough time. And like, I work full time because things are moving in New York. Right. So I'm like working full time at the moment. And it's like, I don't always have like, sure, I'll have like three days, but I'm working three nine hour shifts (laughs) in those Mm -hmm, three days. mm -hmm. So I don't have like all of this time. 
to repair, especially learn like a dance combination. So it's like, uh, actors learn your time management work when you can, but (laughs) don't be like, no, totally, totally learn time management for sure. Uh, so one of your most recent projects is an upcoming film called Devos. So what can you tell us about that? Yes. Oh my gosh. It was such a great time. Um, the writer Matt Steele had been working on it for, um, I think four years or something mm-hmm. like that. And, you know, he, he really had this, like the whole creative process of like doing a sizzle reel and doing mm-hmm. like little clips and doing rewrites. And, and so it, for him, it was such a labor labor of love, but, um, he's a BFA from NYU. So, and he's like a musical theater kid. Right. So it was just written from that perspective. You know what I mean? It was written from this like musical theater kid perspective. Mm-hmm. So it's basically like, you know, when um, we're auditioning for the high school musical, you know, right. and like the unexpected, um, this guy who's never done musicals, the jock. <laughs> auditions and he gets the lead you know and he's double cast with one of the one of the other guys who always gets the lead every year so then like you know all that drama ensues but um but it was a great time it's written well there's a lot of musical theater puns in it so you know when I read the script I felt so at home and um yeah it it was a great time it's my first time doing a full full length feature Mm -hmm. you know and and doing that so that process was exciting and it was very quick you know it was really really quick and um yeah yeah it was awesome isn't it funny how with the in like with the independent produced films and whatnot it's mm-hmm. super fast but then for whatever reason like the multi-million dollar projects take forever i know even when they're like minimal i'm like why did it take you guys three months to shoot this like very small intimate drama <laughs> like jesus yeah no i don't yeah i don't get it yeah. that's crazy it's like I guess maybe because they need the actors need the script <laughs> like for preparation. Yeah. I don't know. Cause we didn't have any time to prepare for the, um, filming divas. It was like, Oh, you're a cast. Okay. We're starting next week. Right. And then like, you're like, well, okay. Uh, so it is time to wrap things up with a, our final segment called now that we know you, which is a final round of grab bag questions that dig a little deeper and make you think. Uh, so first one, and these are all random. So we did so much acting related okay. stuff. Uh, so the okay. first one is what is a world issue that you think people should care more about? Oh gosh. Uh, world um, of poverty. Hmm. Uh, who is someone that you would like to trade places with for a day? Anna Wintour. <laughs> <laughs> Good choice. 1000%. If you could be in the revival of any Broadway show or any TV show, which would it be? Oh my God. Okay. Broadway show, a chorus line. Cause I know they're bringing that back. I think for the 50th or, or I don't know. Oh, I'm sure they I, are. But I heard yeah. the 2025. That's what I heard. Uh, is there a role that got away? Oh my God. So many, <laughs> like so many, I mean, but you know what, honestly, like in hindsight, looking back, they all got, got away for a reason. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that, uh, you know, it's, it just, it kind of unfolds how it's supposed to unfold. So I think in the moment and the process of it was a great like learning experience for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good mindset to have. Um, That's, (laughs) that's actually one that's kind of common. Some people immediately have a role like, Oh, I wish I got that one. And other people are like, 
no, I got the roles that I need to get and I didn't get the ones that I need to get. And I'm like, I love that. Yeah, totally. What's meant for you is never going to be taken away. Right. So like, it's funny. There's one that I harped on for such a, for a while. I was like, damn, I didn't even get a callback for this one. Like I really, really would have loved to do this one. And then when I saw the final product, I'm like, oh, that role wasn't as big as I thought it would be. It's okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. oh, this wouldn't mm-hmm. have been like a launch, a career launcher or whatever. I'm like, eh, it's okay. Next time. Yeah. And you know what? Like, and I've been fortunate enough to like, um, especially in 2019, like I auditioned a lot and I tested for a couple of things. And then like, I got to see the final product of like a lot of, during the pandemic right. when we were in quarantine to see like everything that came out. I was like, you know what? the people that got the roles that I was up for, I was like, you know what? They're really good in this. Right. Like, oh, they're <laughs> like, amazing. Like, they're like really, really good. Like this fits them so much better than it would have actually fit me, mm. you know? So I, so yeah, kudos to them for sure. Yeah. Louis, thank you so much for joining me on the show today. Where can people find you on socials if they want to give you a follow? Um, King Louis, L-O-U-I-E official. And I spell that O-F-F-I. CL. Did you as you run out of space? <laughs> no, I think I just wanted to be different. I don't know why. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. This was a great time. Of course. Thank you for coming on. Uh, and everyone, y'all can follow us on uh, Instagram at Actors with Issues. Give me a follow at Juaniala Official spelled normally. And <laughs> big thank you to our sponsor, Anchor, for supporting the show. You can head over to anchor.fm to get started on your very own podcast, 100% free. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe to the podcast, leave a rating and review wherever you're listening and catch new episodes every Friday. I'm Juan Yala. That's Louis Avila. This is Actors with Issues, and we'll see you next week.